morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. A chilly uh, Thursday morning, 36 degrees. It will be cooler and uh, windier than yesterday, although we got a lot of rain last night. Yeah, we did. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I was yeah. standing outside taking my dogs out. Next thing you know, <laughs> but I guess we needed it. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the winter growing season. <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, in Jackson, the start of the Christmas season mm. is uh, Friday night with the downtown Christmas parade and a number of activities associated with that, including JTV's first ever live telecast of a parade, Christmas parade, with uh, Andy Holly and mm. Pat O'Dowd live from downtown Jackson, 6 p.m. Yeah, thanks to Chase Dirty Bird and Metropolitan for helping us bring that to you. Pat will join me, and uh, we're excited. Very excited. We're always down here anyways. We figure, hey, let's just bring it to you live now that we, we do that. So we're, uh, we're very excited. Right outside our front door. And mm -hmm. the Jackson District Library has their Carnegie Branch open house starting at 4 o'clock for uh, cookies, hot dogs, hot chocolate, bake sale, crafts for the kids, and entertainment. There you will have a brass quintet performing, or quartet, performing on the front <laughs> lawn. And First United Methodist Church will be open uh, for a warming station. Michigan Theater will have the Polar Express, courtesy of Home.fm at 7.30. Uh, Santa will be here. We've got confirmation that Mrs. Claus is also going to be in attendance. And new this year for after the parade, in the past when Santa greeted uh, kids, either at the Michigan Theater or other locations, he's going to be at the Riverwalk Amphitheater. And Consumers Energy has done uh, quite a bit of landscaping along the river walk. They've added a lot of lights, all the trees are lit. It's going to be great. So uh, come to the Riverwalk Amphitheater after the parade to see Santa. And uh, plenty of places to eat while you're down here before, uh, during, or after. And then I know a lot of the retailers will be open. So if you hadn't had a chance to get down, it's a good night. And it's always packed down here. So I'm looking forward to it as well. We didn't have it last year. Nope, no parade so, last year. Yeah, and, uh, and so you know, it should we, be back. It should be good. Yeah, uh, we, we're not having Eve on the Ave this year. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, that's been confirmed? No, no Eve on the Ave, no okay. fireworks um, this year. Okay. So they had to make a decision earlier in the year and uh, pandemic-related uh, reasons and some other considerations as well. And I think a lot of restaurants will be open, obviously, for New Year's. We have a few parties planned downtown. Veritas is going to have one. The County Tower Building is having one. I'm sure a lot of other restaurants will have them. So it'll be kind of a typical uh, fun New Year's Eve, downtown Jackson. Yes, and it is uh, just uh, 43 days away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a problem. A week away from Thanksgiving right now. Uh, also this uh, Thursday night, we have Percussion Concussion at Jackson College, and Luke Stanaway will be doing his one-man show, Heaven, at the Michigan Theater. So a couple of entertainment options for you tonight. The pandemic continues to dominate uh, the news here in the state of Michigan because we are now hitting records daily. The seven-day average for newly confirmed COVID cases in Michigan hit a new pandemic record yesterday at 7,353. Uh, the hardest hit right now in the state, the Upper Peninsula, and you guessed it, Jackson. Yeah, we're a hot spot, and if, uh, you know we know people that are suffering from it right now. It's uh, yeah, it's it's just when 
you think it's kind of going away, it's back full. I've never known more people during the pandemic that have COVID, or than I do that have COVID right now. I know probably like 10 or 12 people that have it right now, um, which is the, uh, most of the people are doing just fine, which is good, but uh, it's out there. It's, a, it's in the schools, badly. It is. Uh, the governor, we were wondering what uh, the governor was doing during this pandemic. Uh, yesterday, she issued a, her first statement really related to the pandemic in uh, many weeks. She is encouraging people to get your booster shot as soon as it's available and we're expecting approval either today or tomorrow for all adults 18 plus to get their uh, third booster shot. And most, um, really uh, I think, not most, but quite a few states and uh, many cities are already encouraging people to go ahead and get the booster anyway. And here in Jackson, all you have to do is say you have a pre-existing uh, condition or you're exposed to a lot of people, maybe go to a football game, that's enough to get a booster. Yeah, we're going to find out. We have Dr. Keck on later today. How important is this booster shot? It sounds like it's very important to uh, to get these out. And then um, we'll want to know, is this something we're going to have to have every year? Will we need a booster shot? We'll find out. We'll find out for sure. Hey, do you know where we were 30 years ago yesterday? Uh, let's see. No, I don't. Well, we were at the Lions game. Oh, really? Yes. You don't remember? Was it Thanksgiving? No, it was November 17th, and uh, it was the game Mike Utley got paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. I do remember that. Yeah, so um, your, uh, my Aunt Sharon's brother played in the NFL, and um, he was with the Rams, and the whole family went to went to the game and we had the great silver dome the silver dome yeah silver 1991 dome. and uh, we had great seats we were on the aisle and i remember it you know you remember there was just it, it took a long long time but they uh stretchered mike otley off right past us because we were on the tunnel and you remember he gave I the remember thumbs that. up but it's just a really an iconic moment uh one of the biggest tragedies in detroit sports really um that was only his uh, third year playing, you know, and uh, but yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. It yeah, was here's a ticket from the game. You saved. The you know, this really started. You know, I'm a pack rat and collect yeah. everything. <laughs> um, and that's about in mint condition. And while I'm talking about tickets, you know, tickets are becoming uh, hot commodities now on mm -hmm. the uh, marketplace because there are no there are no tickets anymore. No, it's all when you go to a thing where you go to a game, it's digital. But uh, yeah, that was fun, and I don't know if you remember, but I got to go in the tunnel with all the players, and it was a it was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, because of Paul Butcher. Because of Paul, down. yeah, because yeah. of Paul Butcher. So. Yeah, it was very memorable because of the the tragedy uh, with the. It's unbelievable uh, that we were at that game. It right? is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I remember thinking that it was a big deal, even at the age of nine, that we were at at that game. It was probably the first Lions game I went to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, all of our cousins were there, aunts and uncles. We probably had 30 or so from the family. And uh, yeah, I can't believe this, 30 years ago. I was telling Noah that I was at the game and he was like, when was it, you know? You, <laughs> were you, how old were you, were you two? Mm -hmm. I was nine, believe it or not, it was nuts. So, but he's doing well, married in uh, Utah and he says he wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wondered, you know, how he Yeah, is. he struggled with pain and uh, therapy and constant uh, rehab over the last 30 years, but uh, he's doing well in Utah with his wife. A uh, big weekend in football uh, here. We've got 
both Lumen Christi and Michigan Center in uh, state semifinal games. And JTV Cruise will be there. We'll bring you uh, photos and video from yeah, the games. Yeah, we can't do the games live. They'll be on ESPN and ESPN2, as you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll have highlights, photos, and uh, everything from the games. So we have two people going to each game. We're excited. And hopefully, we will have two teams playing at Ford Field next weekend. And that would be one would play Friday, one would play Saturday. So we'd be busy. That'd be awesome. Be cool. Uh, also, I believe Michigan State has a big game this weekend. Is that right, Brandon? I believe so. <laughs> Michigan State and Ohio <laughs> State this weekend uh, on the road. Brandon's edgy <laughs> thinking about that game. He didn't like to talk about that game. We got nothing to lose. Not, yeah, nothing to lose. Just play. You never know what can happen. And uh, Michigan uh, at Maryland. And again, yeah. you, never know, you never know what could happen. Yeah, you wonder how Michigan State will... Uh, We'll respond now that the Brinks truck has been backed up to Mel Tucker's home with yeah. all that cash. So hopefully uh, he's able to d deliver a solid win for you. Matt Ishbia for governor. That's, that's yeah, Matt Ishbia for governor. governor. You know, he's paying for Coach Tucker's uh, salary as he should. And you know, a we we need people like that, right? We need people that uh, do well and that are successful and give back to their high school, college, mm -hmm. or local communities. Right. We need people like that. I would like to think if I had Matt Ishbia money, oh, it's I wouldn't give any to Michigan State, but <laughs> I'd give some to people. Well, yeah, we actually, we've got so many uh, uh, great benefactors that have done so much good. Yeah. Uh, people with a lot of money. Although uh, Jeff uh, Bezos uh, yesterday got booed. He was at a charity event um, in Los Angeles. And when it came time for uh, people to announce their donations, his donation was $500,000, and he got booed. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the largest employer in the world. Um, yeah. You think he could come off a little bit more than 500 k when you're a billionaire. He makes so much money that uh, one uh, reporter estimated that in the six minutes it took him to eat his chicken at this uh, charity dinner, uh, he had made $500,000. Yeah, I believe it. It's fun watching how many, when you relate to sports and some of the large salaries, how much people make per pitch, per free throw <laughs> attempt, yeah. per minute. I think every minute LeBron's on the court, he makes about $36,000. <laughs> it, it might even be low, but uh, yeah, that's what the market calls for. Tonight, the longest partial lunar eclipse in 580 years happens, and you can see it. It'll happen at 1.02 a.m. Eastern Time, and you'll be able to see it anywhere in North America. It will last three hours and 28 minutes, and a lunar eclipse is when the moon is covered uh, by Earth's shadow blocking light from the sun, so you'll be able to look at it. It won't blind you. Okay, I'm looking forward to that, and I'm glad I don't have to drive out of town to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, real or not, is it time for that? I believe it is. Andy, each week we ask you to tell us whether these products, as fantastic as they are, are real or not. And we have a good selection, and I think we've got some stumpers for you today. And here's your first real or not product. Candwich, the one and only sandwich in a can, available in three great flavors. Is it real or not? Not real? It is real. <laughs> what? Yes. It is real. That's a good one. It's got the I bun. I love that. It's sealed in plastic and then 
tubes of the uh, fillings, either peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> we need to get those for our kids' lunches, Brandon. Yeah, I know. That'd be well, great. Just throw it in their bag and you're good. This company's been trying to market these with very little success. Maybe uh, they should go on Shark Tank. Yeah. All right, uh, next. Cat milk <laughs> by Whiskas. Deliciously good, is it? Uh, you know, I can see this being real, um, but that'd be ridiculous. So I'll say not real. It's real. God. It's not milk from cats, it's milk for cats. Noah would probably know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's actually, uh, it's cow milk. Yeah, I didn't know cats produce milk. Cats. No, I don't think they do, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, snack. I think we've got a snack food. Eat bugs, huh. uh, cricket chips, cheddar. A lot of protein in bugs, real or not? Um, real. That's right, it is real. Yes, you can get them. Uh, mainly in the uh, southwest. Those look good. <coughs> yeah. yeah, the packaging looks wonderful. Cricket you can get those chips. at an airport uh, duty-free shop. Yeah, you've probably seen them. Didn't even know it. Uh, next on Real or Not, mm. another flavor of Oreos, flaming hot. Oreos, a little bit of cinnamon spice, chocolate covered, creamy filling, real or not? That one's not real. Not real, <laughs> no. But a good idea. I'm sure it tastes <laughs> great. Uh, next, uh, with the holidays, we've got a holiday, holiday item Ooh. from Heinz. The whole Christmas dinner in a can, including uh, stuffing and potatoes, uh, turkey, everything. All in one big can, big soup, real or not? I hope it's real because if it is, I'm going to bring it over to, to John <laughs> Willis's Thanksgiving. Um, I'll say it's not real. It's real. Jeez. Yes. Available in the uh, UK right now. I would. I think that's perfect. It's a great. What idea. are we having for Christmas dinner, Brandon? <laughs> Heinz big soup. And most people just mash everything together anyway. You're it's right. Like turkey, potatoes. So. Yeah, just throw it on the plate. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's nice. Uh, now a new uh, snack: illegal chips, in three, <laughs> three flavors: uh, horse meat, uh, fugu, poison, blowfish, and kasu marzu. <laughs> Maggot cheese. You know, I saw some things like this when I was at a uh, store in San Diego behind a closed case. Um, I'll say those are not real. They are not real. But in other countries, you can get products like that because um, all those items would be illegal in the United States. But they're legal to consume they're in legal other to consume places. Elsewhere. Yeah. Wow, that was a good rundown. Wow. Uh, I think there's more. Really? I think so. Yes. Uh, Monster Pickles. Oh, wow. Now I know who would like this. This is the pickle section of Real or Not. Pickles in Monster Energy drink. I'm going to look into the green room and, and see if... No, they don't think it's real in there. I'll say no. Not real. Uh, the next pickle product is pickle juice. Big jar of it. In classic dill flavor from Grillo's. Grillo, if Grillo's makes it, I'm going to say it's real. Not real. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have one more pickle product. Adam thought it was real upstairs, and I overheard him, and I took his gas. Dill pickle milk. Oh, that's real. It is real. Yeah. 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 
Yep, very much real. In fact, Brandon in, uh, drinks that after he. What he does is he drinks Jameson and does a pickleback <laughs> milk. Pickleback. Pickleback. Milk. I was told everybody. Pickleback. Yeah. 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 All to. right. I think we have one more, uh, real or not. And this looks wonderful. Oh round God. meal. Henton's round <laughs> meal. Macaroni and beef. Boil in the bag. Open and enjoy. I know that's real because we used to have those served at my house when not we were real. kids. <laughs> not real. Not real. Sorry. Oh, that was good. <laughs> All right, that's it. Real or not. Who's on the show today? We have a great show. From the Pick Center, we have Dr. Vivek Hack and office manager Mackenzie Trimble is going to join us huh. later on. But Dr. Kack, up next. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Hey, welcome back. With us now on The Morning Show is Dr. Vivek Heck from the Pick Center. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. So uh, we were talking about flu shots and booster shots before the break. These booster shots, how important are they? Uh, it's fairly important. I mean, I think I've said this before, at least for the mRNA vaccines, don't think that the series is just two shots. Okay. You've got to think of it as a series of three shots, and unless you get all three of them, right now you're not protected as much as you think you are. Mm -hmm. It's uh, for the other vaccine, the J&J, I think you probably will need a second shot, and that second shot might not necessarily need to be the J&J vaccine if you get kind of one of either the Pfizer or the Moderna. That should be your thought. Kind of if you haven't had all three of them, there's some protection, but it's not the protection that you think you have. Mm -hmm. So definitely get all three of them, even if you don't want to get the third shot. Yeah. I think a big question um, people are uh, asking, we've got the uh, same number of cases, same number of deaths, same number of hospitalizations as we did a year ago, but a year ago nobody was vaccinated. How can that be? Well, partly I think a year ago, we were kind of a little bit more aggressive about social distancing and mask wearing. That has gone out of the window right now. So the vac we still have to follow the other stuff. And I think a year ago, I forget the dates, the state was a little bit more aggressive about mandating stuff. Right now, we've kind of given up on that. Well, it's an election season. I, mean, I think uh, <laughs> the politicians are paid to make the tough decisions. And mm -hmm. you're supposed to lead, not follow. Yeah, I, I agree, certainly. We haven't uh, heard much from the uh, state of Michigan really at all. We heard, did hear Governor uh, Whitmer yesterday encourage people to get the booster shot. She got the booster shot uh, November 5th, but a lot of people, nursing homes and otherwise, are, are still waiting for that booster shot. Is it, the, is it similar to where those at most risk should be getting that booster shot right away? Definitely, I mean, I think if you have family members in a nursing home and those individuals haven't got the booster shot. I would kind of say, if they let you get into the nursing home, get your grandparents out from the nursing home, take them to a pharmacy. Most pharmacies around the state have open slots. Get them the booster shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the trouble in a nursing home is you've got a bunch of individuals who are older, mm -hmm. who are in a contained space where if there's an outbreak, that's where it's going to spread. And if your provider hasn't had either the first dose of the vaccine or ha even if they have had the first dose, they might be going out to their Thanksgiving party where they have multiple family members coming in 
and uh, they'll get exposed and bring it to your loved ones at the nursing home and that's big trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nursing homes were locked down uh, for a long time. Right, uh, which now we, you know, come and go. yeah, and of course we, you know, when they were locked down, we, you know, of course we, we need to see our family. It's just a hard thing that everyone's dealing with. So, and a lot of uh, employees at nursing homes are not vaccinated as well. Yeah, it seems so. kind of be the theme, really. Yeah, I mean, vaccination. I think we've lost uh, somehow the plot of that story a long time ago. It, I mean, I think if I remember correctly. Even right now, the in our county, we still haven't hit 60 percent of the individuals getting their second dose. I mean, and if I make the case that you need the third dose, I don't know what that number is going to be. Probably in the 20s or 30 percent. Mm -hmm. So the trouble tends to be. I think we have kind of focused on COVID as mitigation strategies, one versus the other. First was kind of social distancing, mask wearing, then the vaccination. It's a spectrum that requires all three of them. And I think in terms of missing one versus the other isn't going to work. We have to focus on all three in terms of get your masks up, especially if you're going into the outdoor setting <coughs> in public gatherings. Get your all three doses of the booster, especially if you've had either the Pfizer or the Moderna. And if you've had the other one, get your second dose. And then try and ensure that you don't go into places where you're going to have undue uh, risk for acquiring the infection. Mm -hmm. What's the hospital like right now? We're seeing the reports that there are 77 persons uh, being treated for COVID right now at Henry Ford Legion's Health. Uh, we saw the ER earlier this week. It's just overflowing. It's not, it, it's not, and it's not on a trajectory to get better in the next two weeks, is it? No, I mean, I think there's Thanksgiving weekend coming. It's getting cold. People are going to stay indoors all school games, basketball games, everything is up and running. We kind of forgot on our first big outbreak was related to a basketball game mm -hmm. when we lost a couple of the referees and quite a bit of the uh, audience from that. So it's going to get worse. And I really can't say this time around it's going to get worse and then it'll get better. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. But definitely, I know it is definitely. So here we are in Jackson County's worst period of the pandemic. And you're saying it's going to get worse. Definitely. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle of uh, what we'll call a little surge. You're seeing uh, folks a couple times a week that are coming in for the monoclonal antibody treatment. Um, we're going to talk with Mackenzie about those clinics a, a little bit later, but talk a little bit about um, who's coming in, uh, kind of age range, vaccination, what's the, what's the scene? So I think uh, we're getting both uh, younger and older individuals. So I think we're even seeing uh, young kids up to 16 or 17 mm -hmm. who are a little bit overweight or more than a little bit overweight sure. who have an increased risk of progression. So they get exposed, they turn positive, and then once they turn positive and they start having symptoms. For the first three or four days, a lot of individuals, especially if they haven't been vaccinated, kind of go with the story that it's not, it's going to get better. By the fourth day, when they kind of feel that they're not getting better, more short of breath, that's when they start calling. And uh, Typically, once they call and we know they're positive, we try and get them in as soon as possible because the key is getting the monoclonal antibody as quickly as possible after you turn positive to minimize the risk of you kind of getting worse. Yeah, and that's the one of the main things that can keep you out of the hospital. Because yeah. once you get in the hospital, it's, is it too late for the Yeah, the I think if you're, if you're going to 
get treated for COVID, and remember our treatment tends to be either the steroids or the antiviral called remdesivir. Mm -hmm. Once you get on treatment, the monoclonal antibodies don't help. So you want to get it before you start requiring steroids, and the risk factor or the time that you're going to request steroids is if your oxygen level drops. Mm -hmm. So if your oxygen level is starting to drop, monoclonals aren't going to help you at that point of time. Then it's going to be oxygen and steroids so, more than anything. So if you're you're in the hospital, you're struggling, you're on oxygen, uh, steroids, a uh, series of remdesivir. What is the what's kind of like a typical if there is a typical, you know, hospital treatment? So if you are within the first ten days after you've started developing symptoms and you require oxygen, you'll get steroids and remdesivir. Mm -hmm. And there's another uh, treatment which acts at tamping down your immune system, called Ectemra which we typically give if your oxygen requirements keep on progressively going up. Other than those three and anticoagulation, there isn't much that we can do uh, in the hospital setting. Basically support, let the disease burn itself out mm -hmm. while helping the immune system kind of not go crazy. That's pretty much it. Now, between all three of those treatments, uh, what helps in decreasing mortality, preventing people from dying, is the steroids and the ectemra. Remdesivir mm -hmm. doesn't have a great deal of data to show that it actually keeps you alive longer. We early in the pandemic were um, concerned about uh, people that were asymptomatic, that were positive but showed no symptoms. And uh, apparently there were a lot of people in that, um, in that state. Are, is that still happening? Well, I mean, you still have asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic transmission, people who transmit the disease before they start developing symptoms. So, but in the big scheme of things, Majority of the people who get sick get sick with somebody who has COVID or who's going to be having developing signs of COVID within the next couple of days. I mean, I think that's why, uh, yes, there is a subpopulation with completely asymptomatic individuals who are spreading it, but kind of makes, I think I, we still need to kind of start to think about wearing masks, not think, actually wear masks mm -hmm. if you're going to go out in public with, especially in places where you don't know what the other person's status is. I like, mean, uh, especially the, the grocery stores around the Thanksgiving and holidays. Yeah, it's gonna be a zoo. Mm -hmm. so. Hey, we are gonna take a quick break. We will be back with Dr. Kak and Kenzie Tremble from the Pick Center right after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Throughout the course of the pandemic, you've had a chance to meet Dr. Vivek Kak and Dr. Don O'Neill from the Pick Center. Well, today we welcome another team member, the uh, office manager, Mackenzie Trimble. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And I believe Mackenzie is also related to Dr. O'Neill. Yes. It's your mom. It is. Great. Yeah. Well, great to have you here. Thanks for all of your expertise that you've provided us and our viewers uh, over the course of the pandemic. What's the office like now? You're pretty busy. We are very busy. So in the morning, we do our normal office patients and infusions. And then the afternoon, um, we've been doing about 30 monoclonal antibody infusions. So we spend all day preparing for these infusions. And we come in and we try to get patients out you know, as fast as possible. Uh, we try to make the process as easy as possible. 
um, so we can accommodate as many people that need the infusion. Now, I was uh, I was in the area a couple weeks ago, so I got to see kind of what it was like firsthand, and mm -hmm. I've shared with y'all how eye-opening it was for me. Um, so what, what, what should people do if they, you know, they're eligible for the treatment, they call, what's the process like? Yep, so you just call us. Uh, we try to get you in as soon as we can. Um, once you have your appointment and it's time to show up in front of the office, there is a covered drive-through. We have you stay in your car. You pull up under that drive-through. You let us know you have arrived. Um, one of us will come out. There's a bunch of consents that need signed. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll do your oxygen level, make sure you are within range. Um, then when we are ready, we'll have you park, we bring you into the building. Um, and one of the most kind of, uh, we give you a shield to wear, mm -hmm. which kind of puts a lot of patients, you know, off guard. They can be hot, they do typically fog, uh, but it is for the protection of the staff so, you know, we don't get sick. Um, I escort you to your chair and then the nurses typically take over from there. They'll do your blood pressure, they'll put your IV in. Um, one of the doctors comes around and listens to your lungs, make sure you don't have pneumonia. And then your infusion starts and it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. So uh, some people are being dropped off by lo loved ones. Yep. Is there a process uh, for them? We have the loved ones wait in the car. Okay. If they're gonna be longer, there's a problem. We come out to the car and let them know what's going on. Just we can't have patients, family in the building. It just gets to be too many people, and um, it's just a safety thing. We ask them to stay in the car. Yeah, and you guys have really redone your office um, for COVID, but you have the treatment totally separate from other areas. Yeah, and we try to. We don't have other patients in the building when the uh, treatments are going on. Yeah, because you you still have patients with all the other issues that right. you've been treating right along. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the other issue I think we have COVID and we have everybody else also at the same time so you don't want to mix both of those patient populations so we try and finish everything uh, in the morning so that kind of leads to an issue that let's say typically before if you had a bad infection you need IV antibiotics we used to get you in the evening anytime essentially that nowadays it's not going to happen so if you're unlucky and that you need to be seen at 3.30 Typically, it won't happen that day. It's going to be the next day that we'll see you because there's just too much COVID right now. And everyone's everyone's working uh, so hard in the office. Uh, there's really not even a chance to sit down on those clinic days. Is no. There? And once the COVID patient starts, it's game on. You know, we have our helmets on, mm -hmm. and we don't stop until they're done, which is typically about four o'clock, and then we finish our paperwork and go home. And we've been doing this now, you know, for months. It seems. Um, we started out having five, which felt like a lot, and then it went to 10, and now we're doing about 30. That's correct. That's, nice. that's one of the things we've been saying all along, and the people in healthcare are, they're exhausted. You're exhausted. Yeah, I mean, we're physically doing as much as we can to take care of our normal patient population, because we all still get sick, and then there's the COVID population, um, and trying to find that balance of time is, it's tough. Mm -hmm. Does the monoclonal antibody, uh, does, is there any pain with that? What's the, no. just, you're really pretty much just relaxing yeah, while you're it, getting it. Probably the hardest part for people is it is a lot of people's first time um, with infusion therapy. Mm -hmm. I expect it's a lot of, you know, most people have never had an IV before. So we try to make that yeah. process as easy as possible too. How do you know to go to uh, the PIC center? Uh, 
how, how do you? You can just call us. The front staff will walk through if you qualify or not. Um, the most important thing is calling us soon, getting tested soon. So if you think you're getting sick, go get tested. Don't wait because uh, it is most effective in those first seven days. After that, it's pretty much you know not going to help you. If someone's called you guys and said that they are positive on a over-the-counter test. That's fine. Okay. Yep. We, well, we want a picture of that test or bring the test with you. If you've been tested at another health system, just bring a copy of your test. Okay. It, it can be any positive test from anywhere. That's good to hear. Yeah. And so uh, how fast do people, uh, w w what do you see? How does someone know that it's working? Typically, I think when you, there's two things. One, there's always a placebo effect that you're getting something people feel say by the oh I feel a lot better it mm -hmm. doesn't work that way it's typically 24 to 48 hours kind of stuff so the next day is when you feel better and uh, most of the side effects that you're going to have at least are fairly minimal I mean there is a subset of population that may have a true allergic reaction but we know how to manage them so mm -hmm. that's the big thing our biggest issue often tends to be people who come in at day 8 day 9 day 10 and at that point of time it's not going to make much of a difference. And that's the thing with COVID and especially all these treatments, monoclonals and the newer treatments that are going to come. Uh, people who get sick typically get, typically get sick around about five, six, seven days of disease. And if you wait for yourself to get sick and then say, I'm going to get this treatment at that point of time, it's not going to make you much different. You, you'll get something that is not going to help you. So get in early if you're going to get it. Second is obviously this is one part of the whole treatment spectrum. Be sure you get your vaccination, especially all the three doses. And if you're going to go out anywhere, wear your mask, try and do as much physical distancing as you can, because it's one part of the whole treatment protocol. Yeah, I think that's one of the fears that with uh, the uh, soon-to-be uh, COVID pills and treatments like the monoclonal antibodies that people feel, well, I don't need to get vaccinated. I can get treated. Mm -hmm. Which is a big fallacy. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the uh, same thing with the pills that are coming. Both the pills work in terms of decreasing hospitalization, but it's within the first five days uh, of uh, symptom onset. And it's not test on positivity, it's symptom onset. Mm -hmm. And occasionally people might fudge their numbers in terms of, they think that this treatment is gonna help them and say, okay, oh, I was sick only for two days. Well, mm -hmm. they tell somebody else it was, I was sick for two weeks. Trust the doctors. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't have the pills yet either. No, nope. hopefully we'll get one of them by the end of this year. Thanks for being here today. Appreciate Thank you it. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. I know you have a lot to do today, so yes. we'll let you get back to uh, the PIC Center. Mackenzie Trimble, office manager mm -hmm. and infectious disease specialist, Dr. Vivek Kak. Uh, the Chamber Connection is next. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. It's flu season once again, and we all know that protecting ourselves and our loved ones is very important. This uh, flu season, as the weather gets colder, it's uh, important to get the flu shot. Contracting the flu can cause a greater risk of getting COVID-19. 
and outbreaks constrain the healthcare system, which is happening right now. Flu shots, the most effective way to prevent a flu outbreak. So please do your part to keep our community healthy this flu season. Don't let the flu stick it to you. Call 748-5500 or visit the Center for Family Health walk-in clinic to get your flu shot today. The Center for Family Health, opening the door to health care for all for more than 30 years. I need my flu shot still, so I think I'm going to head there today. Hey, it's time for <laughs> the Chamber Connection presented by Experience Jackson. From Experience Jackson, we have Rachel Buchanan and from the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce, Haley Hemming. Good to see you again. Yeah, thank you for having me. New new last name, same initials. Yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, so tell, <laughs> tell everyone where you've been. Yeah, so it's crazy. Um, I recently just had a job with Recruit Specialized Staffing um, and I now am back at the chamber. Looks like you got married too. I did get married. <laughs> yes. So it's been crazy. Yeah. Life-changing events, but exciting life-changing events. That's cool. So, mm -hmm. um, so you're back in Jackson, back with the chamber, which yeah. is, uh, I know a job that you loved and, mm -hmm. and hated to leave. So yes. uh, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, so I am the marketing events manager. So I am still the same role. So marketing, obviously, and I'm taking on, um, classic and prospective memberships. So I'm pretty excited about this. Amanda has been teaching me all the sides of sales that I'm excited to learn and grow from. Very cool. You probably will work uh, a lot hand in hand with Rachel because you're mm -hmm. marketing uh, Definitely. for Experience Jackson. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. We've got a lot of things coming up, including some awards that kind of overlap um, yes. in both of our areas. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Annual meeting is coming up, and we actually changed the name. It is called the Chamber's Name of Distinction, so that okay. is very exciting. That is coming up on February 3rd. Okay. Yep, and we have um, nominations are now live for all of our um, awards. Um, Omotenashi is one of them. Yep. The Omotenashi Award is sponsored by Experience Jackson, and it's a word um, from Japanese culture that talks about a very high level of service, kind of like how, um, you know, they say people who live in areas with a lot of snow have all the names for snow. Um, <laughs> Omotenashi is the best description of exceptional service. So um, we're always excited to get that out. And I'm excited to, to help along with uh, my first Omotenashi <laughs> award as part of Experience Jack. Yeah, this will mm -hmm. be fun. We were just, we were just talking about uh, nominations. And, yeah. uh, do we know where the event will be yet? So that is in the works. Okay. Um, yeah. It was obviously at Jackson College, right. but they are re-renovating. So it's kind of in the works right now. We're in communication with a few places. Yeah. So, yeah. And what are the other awards that you're seeking nominations for? Yeah, so Omatanashi, Reach Higher, Brick Awards, um, Small Business Person of the Year, Athena, as well as the Jamie uh, McKibben Community Enthusiast Award. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, there was an e-newsletter that was sent out through email yesterday. Um, you can always nominate on there. And it's also going to be posted on our website. Cool. What are, uh, what are some things that businesses can do to work with you, um, maybe some services that the Chamber offers that you can help local businesses? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, social media is huge, marketing. Um, they can reach out to us for, let's say, if someone wants to do an email blast, they can always reach out to us, and we can promote that. And that goes out to about... 4,500 of our members in the community. Um, new members as well, we offer ribbon cuttings. We now um, do fun little bell ringings that people can come into our office and ring the bell and just get excited that they're just a member of the chamber. So there's many things out there. I've only named a few, yeah. but yeah. And uh, you guys have uh, 
a common workspace in the uh, mm -hmm. front of the building that uh, folks can come in and, you know, if they're waiting for a meeting or waiting for lunch, just uh, take a little break and get to work. Talk yeah. about that space. Yeah, the DBI, we do we DBI, do office. We do office. Yeah. yeah. Business area. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you can come in at any time. There's um, electricity and charging ports. You can, and Wi-Fi. Yeah, all <laughs> that. There's even a printer from Printer Source Plus nice. that provides that. Yeah. Um, you can use that. And it's a great space to kind of collaborate. We have quite a few people that stop in. That's cool. On a regular basis, do their work. They're kind of a mobile office kind of setup. Yep. And I love that Experience Jackson is right next to the chamber. There's so much overlap in yeah. terms of uh, loving the community, welcoming people in, investing here, economic development, everything. So it's, mm -hmm. it's good. And yeah. we have a, uh, a lot going on. Let's, let's get to the Jackson 5, shall we? We yes. have a ton going on. I'm, I'm assuming that the uh, Christmas parade's going to be on there, Rachel. Yes, I, I hope so. I'm pretty sure it's number it's one. It's number one, yes. <laughs> There we go. Anyone who's ever known me knows that Christmas is my number one all the time. So um, that's tomorrow night of course always the friday before thanksgiving one of the best nights of the year mm -hmm. personal inside yeah. there um following the parade there'll be a free showing of polar express uh, before the parade a lot of the downtown businesses will be open offering things uh, the library has an open house before that as well so lots of exciting things to go along with that um, this weekend at the book cottage their holiday market craft fairs are in full swing that went over at da vinci on our list this week uh, Night Lights 5K Run and Walk used to be, what, the eve of Thanksgiving? Mm -hmm. Now it's moved the last couple of years yep. to um, the Saturday before, and then a very electric Christmas over at the Potter Center. They were on uh, one of those talent shows. Was it America's Got Talent, I think? Oh, wow. Um, oh, that's the, awesome. They, they light up, and their, their whole show is them moving around in the dark and everything. So it's kind of cool they're coming right here to Jackson. Very cool. I do. Very cool. So we have Thanksgiving next week. Mm -hmm. uh, what, uh, what do you guys have planned for the Thanksgiving holiday? Um, well, I mean, there's a turkey trot in Jackson. Yeah, you know? that's um, right. Our Thanksgiving, we're still trying to figure out family stuff. Like, yeah, what does that so look are like we. this year? <laughs> yeah. Last year, we showed off to our family everything that we made for ourselves on Zoom. I don't know if we uh, <laughs> yes. them this year or not. We'll see. Now, uh, how about you for the newlywed? What's Thanksgiving yeah, look like for you? Um, Rob and I are actually hosting this year. Oh, my so goodness. We're hosting I can, my I can tell you what's going to happen. We'll One of you is going to cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Or, Rob's a crier, so I'm who's, sure he'll uh, be What are you responsible for? Um, the turkey? Or is someone going to do the turkey? Rob's doing the cooking. I'm kind of just doing the mingling, really? maybe a few cocktails. And, I yeah. like Rob. That's yeah. cool. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing. Though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. That's, so it sounds like uh, you've got easy street. On, I uh, definitely have the easy part of will, Thanksgiving. Uh, will he take a break from the cooking to watch a little football on Thanksgiving? Definitely. Yeah. And watch the Lions. Yeah. you got to love them, right? Yeah, they're on, so we might as well watch them yep. on Thanksgiving. Yep. Well, and they'll be the crying. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and crying. <laughs> Thanksgiving is all about crying. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, as long as you know it's going to happen, then it yeah. won't be so disappointed when it does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think you're going. I don't think they're going to cry. I think it's yeah. all. Yeah, no, I think it's a very happy moment, and I love food, so that makes me very <laughs> oh, happy. I could be crying of tears yeah. and joy because of how excited I am to eat. I just think <laughs> you know, it's your first effect, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You've got family coming in. Yes. It's just so stressed. But it sounds like you're not going to be stressed with all those cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Good luck to uh, your husband, Rob, yes, and his cooking you. adventures. And happy Thanksgiving to you both. I'm sure I'll we'll see well. you both tomorrow at the Christmas Parade awesome. downtown. Absolutely. From Experience Jackson, Rachel Buchanan, and from the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce, Haley Hemming. We'll be right back after this.
Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. So, uh, busy weekend. I'm going to be watching uh, your grandson's hockey game. It'll be the first time I've gotten to see him play hockey this year, so I'm very excited. Optimist Ice Arena, 9.30, Jackson Giants. Yeah, first home game. Uh, oh, they play yeah. all over the country. It's incredible. Is he six? It's insane. <sighs> I, don't, I don't understand all the travel, um, hockey, travel, soccer. Well, you have to go to other areas where they also have teams to play, yeah. so that's why you do kids that. Here. Why don't you just play the kids that are here? Well, there are no other kids here. It's not like it was 20 years ago. There's only one team per grade, pretty much. So. All right. I'll trust you on that. Uh, supply chain, people are worried they're not going to get Christmas presents. Well, the owner of uh, Thai Toys, do you know that company name? I do. Thai? Yeah, the Beanie yeah. Baby folks. Beanie Babies. Thai Inc. Uh, they posted this on social media because they're very excited. Chicago billionaire Ty Warner he has booked more than 150 cargo flights in uh, Shenzhen, Gangzhou, Shanghai, and Hong Kong since last month to airlift the toys. The toys, Beanie Babies are being airlifted from China to Chicago, so there's no supply chain issues. He's flying them in. Good for him. I have the iconic Beanie Baby, and you remember your youngest boy was obsessed with those at one point? <laughs> I think you were too. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I was no. not. No, I was not. Well, I tried to get the Princess Diana one that was worth one million, <laughs> but couldn't find it. They used to sell them at the toy house. Don't you remember? I know. Who's you don't the, remember. Who a was lot. it that bought the bought them up and kept them in the plastic? And uh, I don't know, but if you go to some shows, you will see. I tell you, Noah probably has a Beanie Baby. He probably does. I'm really surprised to hear there's still a th it's still a thing. Yeah, for sure. But apparently there it is. Yeah. So no shortage of uh, but I th beanie I, I think at one point there was a Princess Diana beanie baby that someone paid like a hundred K for. It. It's like cryptocurrency. People will, people are investing in uh, beanie babies. Beanie babies or NFTs. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't got into uh, non-fungible tokens. We'll do that next week. I have no idea what you're talking about. Me neither. Uh, have you ever had your phone break, your Apple phone? A lot. Apple is going to start selling parts for do-it-yourself Apple phone repairs. Hmm. Uh, they were ordered to do so. Really? Yeah, because you break your Apple phone, you have to take it to the Apple place and then uh, leave it. Mm -hmm. and be, who wants to do that? Well, I don't because so we need our phone. Now you can order uh, parts. Oh, yeah, I think T. Gerwick has kind of jailbreak these before. He knows how to replace the glass. Yeah. Yeah, he knows how, but uh, good luck. I don't... I don't think that's going to work for uh, the majority of iPhone owners repairing their own. No. They're just going to end up breaking it, and you're going to have to buy a new one. Most people can't even turn them on. And I mentioned the other day, Apple's new cloth is sold out. Really? Their new uh, screen cloth, $19 oh. sold out. So if you wanted one of those in your stocking, you will have to buy it on the secondary market. Busy weekend in Jackson, downtown Christmas parade. Uh, getting started for the holiday season with events all over town. Make sure you visit Today in the J and Experience Jackson for complete rundowns. And don't forget to tune in on uh, Friday night at 6 o'clock here on JTV and JTV.TV. 
as Andy Holly and Pat O'Donnell bring you live the Downtown Jackson Christmas Parade. 30th annual parade. 30th annual, and Pat and I will try and uh, have some fun uh, along with bringing you a little bit of entertainment. So join us tomorrow live around 6 o'clock on JTV. That's it for today. Stay tuned later for Bart's show. He has Kevin Oxley, Derek Dovies, Jennifer Scanlon, Steve Tucker, Denise Owens, and Rick Walton. That's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow.